Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. People who grew up, I tend to find that people who grew up listening to rock and roll don't lean to R&B like that. It's like your go-to for that kind of aesthetic is rock and roll. Like, and there are rock and roll bands for that. Yeah. But like, if you grew up on like soul or funk music, which is more heavily rooted in like R&B. I, I picked up that like. I picked up that appreciate. I mean, I appreciate R and B, but the music like that you described that I really like grew into was like funk, hip hop. Yeah. Um, you know, some of your like swing stuff. You know. So when I say R and B, name two, three artists that come to your head. Um, and they don't have to be current, but like I was gonna you... say Marvin Gaye. Oh, okay. All right. Usher. Okay. Uh, I I really like Usher. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, Luther Vandross. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, that grown and Diana sexy. Ross. Okay. Any Drew Hill? No, fuck. He had this one song with Akon when I was in high school. No. Did Tevin Campbell have a song with Neo. Akon? Neo. Oh, yeah. Neo. Okay. Okay, well, I mean, now nah, your R&B palette is not bad. I mean, you you named a lot of grown and sexy R&B, like Luther Vandross and Marvin Gaye. Like, yeah. That's like grown folk music right there. <laughs> and I mean, Usher's kind of pop, but... Yeah, and I mean, so who else did you say? Somebody else you said is kind of pop. Oh, um, Aretha Franklin. But I mean, like... That I didn't... actually didn't say Aretha Franklin. No, you didn't. What? Who did you say? Diana Ross. Diana Ross. There you go. My bad. Diana Ross is kind of pop too, but I guess that depends on Tina Turner would be another one. Yeah, that depends on the way you define pop music. But yeah, I was wondering if you had any like Drew Hill or Genuine in your playlist. No, not like... not too much. No. For like, I don't know if I would say I went for rock and roll. Like, like what would you call that type of like emotion? That type of music is drawn out. That's not R&B? No, that is R&B. Like, what kind of emotions and reactions do you get from listening to R&B? Oh, man. I'm trying to figure out and relate what kind of music I listen to that I got that itch okay, scratched by. Okay, so it depends, but R&B is real. I guess I want to call it, like, empath music. Like, if I want to be connected and emotionally, like, vulnerable is where that's when I listen to like my R&B music like the new Keelani album um I really like that joint and I was telling my fiance Ashley I didn't want to listen to it at first because I was afraid she was gonna have me in my feels and I didn't want to be in my feels but when I listened to the album like she still had me in my feels it was a good album like if you ask me it was a good album I give it a solid like seven and a half out of ten and but like so now I know exactly what kind of music that I got. I got basically rock music that was written uh, in minor keys and slower. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of um, a lot of Americana, like Bruce. Well, Bruce no, I'll theme. take my favorite band, uh, The Strokes. Yeah. Like they have a line in one of those songs, like this, this 
their their chorus melody is the same, but the lyrics they actually change. But the first chorus, they go, um, so we talk about ourselves, uh, we talk about ourselves in hell, about the love we never felt, um, all the old jokes that worked so well, um, so we talk about ourselves in hell to forget the love we never You better stop before we get a copyright infringement. That works so Basically, really fucking sad song. Yeah. So this is the point where we're going to effectively use fair use, and for the best way to articulate <laughs> this, we're going to drop the first scene from High Fidelity. Uh. What came first, the music or the misery? People worry about kids playing with guns or watching violent videos, that some sort of culture of violence will take them over. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable? Or was I miserable because I listened to pop music? So yeah, there's definitely music that gets us in our feels. Yeah, and I was afraid that that album, that it was good till it wasn't. A lot of mine are actually like instrumentals. For real? Yeah. They just, they set a tone. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I suppose I could actually drop one of them right underneath here while we're listening for, <laughs> for fair use context. And see if they pick up on it. See if all of a sudden everybody got sad and they were like, damn, why am I so sad? Don't be sad, guys. You're here. And you're in the waters with your favorite lifeguard. Dive right in. Back at it with the back addicts. It's Doc and Ziggy. And you are in the, the flood. flood. The fuck is up so you got anything interesting to update us on doc man we out here cooling you know i mean we gonna talk about what i gotta talk about as time passes i just kind of want to let things cool out for a minute because this i'm kind of tight about some things and i'm kind of like disconnected about some things i think it sounds like you might uh crack at the seams a little bit later in this pod we i might i might but you never know we'll we'll see if we really get into it because i'm trying to be positive you know i'm trying to speak positivity and bring light into the world because it is looking pretty dark at times i don't know well i don't know what to make of it i'm gonna bring uh a a mr Brightside. uh perspective here and uh i gotta say that this whole like global pandemic has probably been the best thing to ever happen to me financially (laughs) just like a white man thinking about himself (laughs) but i'm glad everybody else is getting this help too and i know i'm not alone in saying that i'm just fucking with you you know i'm just fucking with you you know how we do here i have paid off all of my debt. Hey, not hey, just have five today. Not just like yeah. the people that call you, but like the debt I owe to like my mom. Ooh, ooh. My mom's my man said I'm paying off that personal debt. Look, yeah. Like but yo, hey, that's tight. That's tight. I feel that. 
I respect it. And uh, also, I have put a substantial part in savings oh. and mm-hmm. still had enough to buy myself my first pair of Jordan 1s. Hey, look at that. Look at that. Prosperity. Prosperity. It's like getting a gym badge in Pokemon. That's what I want to see. That makes me feel good. You know, there's a lot of stuff out here right now that has me feeling like real kind of like cloudy. You know what I mean? But And I got real I out there and I got myself a pair of Kyries, Ooh. which look Ooh. wild. My man said, when we get out, when they let us out of locker, I'm coming through with that drip. Drip type of hoes I ain't never seen before. But, I mean, yeah. I was only going to get one of them until... I found a deal for both pairs, not like together, but each one on sale, which ended up costing the same as if I bought the J1s new on this other site. Mm. So I found a new pair of J1s for 110 and then the Kyrie's for 75 Shit. My man said, and I'm making the savings out here? Look. I couldn't get the highs, though, be because those are the ones I really, really <laughs> wanted, but those are like 500 plus. You gotta be smart financially. Yeah, you know, I, I respect I respect the smart financial decision. I it's will hard. take. I it's will hard take when the, the drip, uh, when the drip come into question and when the dollars are there. And yeah. I'm like, nope, nope. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna nope. keep some stuff for savings. Look, it's it's a new vibe out here. We not you know we don't do all that flaunting for clout no more. I have I, I have gotten some magic cards, I'm not gonna lie. But as we went into last Look, I'm trying week, to make you sound good. Like like as we went into No, but I still have like five hundred plus in savings. Hey, hey. So like the the magic cards I bought as we went into last week are an investment. I can tax that shit, government. Look, look, that's what that's the key right there. That's the key right there. You just got to know the right words. You just got to know the right things to say at the right time to the right people. Ain't that right? You know, if somebody you know, told you know. me, if you somebody know, you told know. me the trick is to act poor when you're not and don't act poor when you are. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't see He was also lie. doing that with like a bunch of credit cards and shit like that. And I was like, I mean, our president called himself the king of debt. So I. You take that for what it is. Yeah. My daddy once told me that that guy right there on the street, he has more money than I do. Man. Man. Did you see everybody in the White House is getting sick now? I'm going to say everybody. Allegedly, there has been a run of COVID-confirmed cases in the West Wing. So now everybody has got to wear masks and shit. And apparently they weren't wearing masks before because I don't know. Wow, fuck it, it's the White House. No, 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 no. Don't don't call it the West Wing. That was a great TV show. Call it the Trump House. Was it a great TV show, or is it to blame for why politicians think that they are on reality TV now? Oh, god damn it, Aaron Sorkin. I mean, it's a hot take. I don't have any justification for it. It's really just an idea I'm throwing out there. Y'all fight about it in the Does comments. it float? Does, Does it, float? it float? Does it float? That's what I want to know. But what I also want to know is why they weren't wearing fucking masks. Like, yeah. Right? I mean. No masks. Now apparently everybody Do you see is, the exchange between him and the, the, the Asian woman reporter? Woman reporter? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. And I don't know how I feel about that. 
I don't know who. In, I'm just thinking how, like how truly insecure he of is course. he, and desperate for validation that it, this is not a contest. That's yeah. That is where I'm like, yo. I mean, clearly that was what she asked. Clearly, and why yeah, do you see he, this as a contest? Yeah, clearly he is. You know, he's up his own ass about this shit, man. And his his whole thing is this is a game. It's how it was when he was running The Apprentice. That's how his dad ran shit. There was winners, there was losers. That's how Trump thinks that life is supposed losers. to fucking be. And so he he sees America's success as the rest of the world's loss. And it's like, at this point, I think we really should be focusing on like trying to tackle the problem all together as a solution, as a one world solution. All is one, and one is all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see, Trump doesn't understand that for something to be gained, equal value. You can't, like, take more. Are we talking about alchemy again? We're talking about balance, which is the essential foundation of alchemy. alchemy. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to turn lead into gold, but I mean, if you want to turn, you know, a rock into a statue by rearranging the molecule, molecules. I bet you if you pitched it well enough, though, you could definitely get Trump to, like, buy to in. Buy into studying on alchemy. The, on the, oh, man, I was going to say on a philosopher's stone, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm totally disgusted in the fact that they weren't wearing masks to begin with <laughs> in the White House. And I'm also disgusted with the fact that I heard motherfuckers is up in there getting tested every day for this shit. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I thought we had a test shortage. How is it that people in the government can get tested every day for this shit? (laughs) But if I feel like I need to get tested for this shit, I have to be like sweating bullets and vomiting fucking... (laughs) Chinese food out my mouth. That was a racist joke. Cut, <laughs> Cut it. I'm sorry. I'm By the sorry. way, the response that that was it with the reporter. His response was, oh. "Why don't you go ask China?" Yeah, yeah, okay, and that's where. And then she went back at him. Why did you say that question to okay. me? Okay, and that's where I have to put. And then the other female reporter backed her up. Yeah, I'm... I am praying. I'm not gonna lie. I'm praying for a white male colleague to follow up and back one of them up. Okay, but. Here's where I have to play devil's advocate, though. Like, maybe it just so happened that his normal response that he gives for that kind of question was to a Chinese reporter at this time. Because it is... Chinese-American. Chinese-American reporter. I'm sorry. But, but. It is his normal response to those kinds of questions. Trump is inherently, like, obliviously racist. A racist, racist shitbird? Obliviously racist. Like. That's actually fair. I think it's a thing that we have to acknowledge and people won't acknowledge. And this is coming from me, right? And I'm not using it as like, I'm not saying here, white people, it's a crutch. I didn't know I was being racist. That's almost like the fucking um, Patriots excuse. Like, I didn't know it was against the rules kind of shit. Shout out to South Park. No, like, 
obliviously being racist is still being racist. But, but, can we acknowledge that maybe, maybe Trump is so stupid? He is really dumb. He's really, really dumb. Like, he doesn't know he's being racist? Like, is that possible? I don't know. That's coming from me, and my delegation is probably going to, like... No, I feel like, I'm not going to lie, I feel like my mom is that same way, too. See? Like, you get it. Like, I feel like I've spent enough time around, like, Caucasian people to know that some of them (laughs) have no idea how fucking racist they are. (laughs) It's wild. It is fucking wild. Like, like, (sighs) now I have to talk about it. Now I have to talk about it. I wasn't going to talk about it, but now I have to fucking talk about it. This whole... <sighs> Ahmad Arbery... Yeah, I, I know virtually nothing about that. Before we okay. get into that, you did mention South Park. I just want to give uh, a word... <laughs> Our fans are going to be like, yo, what the fuck? No, 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 no. Yo, go, go. A word go. from the lighthouse. Go. We got fact-checking from our lightkeeper, Lil B. And uh, he said that blood is, in fact, always red. I was wrong about that. And uh, the episode of South Park was not the Apocalypse Casa Bonita episode. It was the uh, Butters Raisin episode that makes fun of Hooters and has Butters thinking he's dating one of the waitresses. And an update on uh, my beef with Magic, one of the biggest pro-Magic players in the world actually had this exact same argument with the production manager or um, the lead of uh, development and... um, Mark Rosewater, and wrote an open letter that got shared all over Twitter. So, clearly, as I was telling you, I am not alone in my thoughts. Now, systemic racism and the murdering of another innocent black man in society. Go on. (laughs) Our fans are going to be like, yo, what the fuck? But... We did that because what I'm about to get into is not going to be funny. There's nothing funny about what I'm about to say. There's almost no kind of like comedic relief we can apply to this because in today's climate, with this pandemic, the tone, the mood, the vibe should be so far from what I'm about to talk about, it's almost baffling to me that we even still have things like this happening in this fucking country. And when I say things like Donald Trump is a fucking racist and fascism exists and right-wing fascism is a real fucking problem in this country and y'all are like, you're exaggerating... Motherfucker, driving while black can get you killed, and now apparently jogging while black can get you killed. Like, a lot of people online are up in arms talking about this case is from February, this happened months ago, why are we just now talking about it? It's just now talking, being talked about. 
because we are actually seeing the court system like do something about it or like jump on the problem here like it was actually being pushed to the high courts because it was being ignored at first these two men who I will not named because we're I'm not gonna get into the details of the fucking case because I haven't even really looked at it because it's this is not juicy small yet yeah it's not it's all over the place you can look it up for yourselves you go, should look it up for go yourselves. look it up get some knowledge knowledge is power man and and, and these people like these these people, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, yo, because it's something that, like, my mom used to, like, really be, like, afraid of, and I didn't understand at first. Like, you know, I wasn't even allowed. My mom used to teach us stuff like we can't even, like, walk around the grocery store with our hands in our pockets. Like, I've been approached several times for that kind of Every time I get pulled over in my car, I get asked if it's my car. Like, I don't know if you quite understand what that feels like I'm not gonna tell y'all what I like what kind of car I drive it's nice it's not that nice but it's nice like yeah the, it's, uh, this is a man was shot by two people who aren't police officers while jogging because they felt like he was up to some shit like people in this country really feel like it is okay to Take someone's life un un like for no fucking reason. I'm sorry, like I'm trying to be like eloquent about this shit, but every time I think about it, it's just fucking it and it blows my fucking mind because it was only like two weeks ago that fucking armed protesters stormed fucking Capitol building and blocked entryway into government official... Hospitals. Hospitals. Like, like blocking ambulances from hospitals. Out front of gyms. And... The people outside the gym doing squats and push-ups was the most asinine thing I've ever... No, I can't say that. I've seen a lot of asinine shit. No, it's, you it's, know what's asinine? It's really asinine, you though, know Because it's proving that they can work out anywhere. You know what's asinine is Alton Sterling <laughs> being shot in his car in front of his fucking daughter for having a gun on him. That he told the officer about. about. That he told the officer about. That he owned legally. That's asinine. I think there was even recording of the daughter saying, please, daddy, I don't want you to get shooted. What's asinine is Tamir Rice getting shot for playing in the playground with a toy rifle. My son wants all kinds of Nerf guns and shit, and I'm afraid to get them for him. My mom was afraid to get me BB guns and shit. We weren't allowed to have that kind of shit, and I understand why. It fucking sucks, man. It fucking sucks. Like, black people can't do shit in this fucking country except for make people dance and fucking laugh and bet on sports. It's fucking disgusting. Like, I'm... It's it's sick. Like, it's sick. It, this, 
It's a real sickness in this fucking country. Like, niggas can't even fucking jog. Jog. It's... It's wild. <laughs> it's fucking wild, bro. Like... The stuff that, like, my mom used to say to me when I was growing up about, like, how I had to carry myself as a black man in this country, it it used to, it really confused me because I didn't quite understand it until I started experiencing things like literally, I've literally been pulled over by the police in the neighborhood for just walking through the fucking neighborhood. Y'all think that shit is a joke. It is not. I have fucking experienced that shit before. I, I And I know it, it's wild to hear me say, I fucking experienced it before. I'm sure all kinds of black people, you hear black people say this shit all the time. It's because it's fucking true. I and, need to say something to people listening of my delegation. So, I... I will say when I I've gotten pulled over a lot for a, a lot of different fucking reasons in my life. I will say that on average the stops are longer when I'm driving with one of my black friends who's the passenger. And the only time they talked to the passenger except for one exception was if they were black. It's crazy, yo. It's like a whole different I've seen like and <coughs> It's like Think a about whole all of the situations, Joe. Like we, my delegation needs to be aware of the difference. They need to be aware. Like, meanwhile, the, like the privilege is to get a warning at a traffic stop. The privilege is to walk through a neighborhood and not get stopped. I have had that actually happen to me before. It fucking sucks for no reason. Yeah, and. It's, it's, look, everybody want to be black till it's time to be black, son. It's crazy to me what black people in this country have to go through. Meanwhile, this country pretends like it fucking loves black people and every fucking thing they do. Rest in peace, Lil Richard. Lil Richard just died and this country has based a whole entire aesthetic off of the aesthetic that that man built. Prince would be nothing without Lil Richard. There would be no fucking rock music without Lil Richard. Yeah. The whole attitude, the whole vibe. But like, I, like of course, what it, it grew into. But like, the, just the not give a fuck that that counterculture appeal through the the tone and the, like he came up in in like the um the Fats Domino era, and he. He started like them, and then he was like, no, I'm going to play a guitar. This country is, it's crazy to me, yo. It's I want to say to people on my delegation, though, like, you you really do need to be, like, aware of things that seem normal to us and what should be, like, how all people are treated. Well, the thing is, that's true for us. I don't mean And it, it sucks. But if like I've I've seen it and it, it, it's important for us to be self aware about the whole thing and then that's that's the best way how you can support your friend your your minority friends. It makes fucking bridging the gap hard, Joe, because it it, it blows my fucking mind and it sucks because this is twenty twenty, yo. Like I said, like we have shit where 
we have shit where we are so culturally united and everybody can rock on the same vibe, but then shit like this happens and well, I when mean, it's time to speak up about it... I, this is one of the, the reasons we discuss so people. much. Is, like, uh, with basketball, doesn't matter. I mean, like, you know, some white boy will step onto the court and, you know, they'll be like, realistically, all right, I'm going to fuck with this white boy. Yeah. But if the white boy got game, they earn their respect. Like, and they just... You're one of them. And I don't mean, like, one of them. I mean, like, one of the basketball players. Yeah, yo, it's... It's about respect, and it's... it. Interact with people so they don't have to code switch on you. Thank you. Because it's it's about time that we let go of the fucking scary black, like, thug aesthetic. Like, I get it. Like, you see hip-hop and you think that black people all love hip-hop, so that's the or way somebody, that they must Or if somebody right now is going to perceive you as, like, the angry black man trope... Well, listen to me yes. last episode. I was fucking pissed. Let's let go of the tropes, guys. That's exactly it. Like, it's 20 fucking 20. We are human. Everybody's fucking different. That's what this fucking podcast is about. And we're all crazy in our own right. It's about... Yes, is there a differentiation of cultures? Absolutely. This is a bridging of the cultures. That's what this podcast is about. Yup. That's why we're here. That's why we are who we are. Because we're trying to surf through this shit and really get to what it is that's going to help everybody feel good. And if you, if you really take in what we're talking about here on The Flood... You'll get yourself a ticket to the cookout. Don't worry. <laughs> Just don't put no raisins in the coleslaw. Please. Nah, fuck that. You know what? Actually, first year, just don't bring a dish. Just bring some liquor. There you go. There you go. And some juice boxes for the kids. Yeah, you gotta like scout out the uh, the, the food. Make if you sure. bring something for the kids, you're usually pretty good. Like yeah. a dessert or something. But... It just you you can never all right so I I went to a uh, a Thanksgiving this year with your delegation and it was all like <laughs> soul food and everything and I was like I'm glad I didn't bring anything um, and what would you have brought if you would have brought anything like food yeah I probably would have just brought stuff from work mm. so <laughs> I probably make like a bunch of like turkey clubs and okay okay make a decked out like. Just make like a sandwich platter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That would have been tight. That would have been tight. Um, the other actually, nope. I would make a build your own sandwich platter. Because mm. I have noticed your delegation likes to change the orders up a lot. Stop, stop. We can't do this right after I went on a whole tirade <laughs> about. Fucking racism and white supremacy. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's it's like nobody should you know get shot, but while jogging, nobody should get shot while jogging. But like people of my delegation are just like, yeah, give me that. Don't worry about it. People of your delegation are like, change that, do that, do that. Asian people love Americanos. It's just 
I don't know. It's cultural, apparently. But as you say, the culture's all blending. We have all of those ingredients, and they all come to the same spot. That's what should happen. That's what the fuck America should be about. That's why I have a hard time turning away from this country. Because as fucked up as this country is, it's like... It is everything they claim it is. It America is the melting pot that they like to portray us as, right? And so, we are the get-the-shit-done country that they portray us as. It's just there's a really fucking dark side to that that we all need to address. And we... It's 2020. We gotta stop pretending like America isn't as fucked up as it is. It is as great as they want to say it can be. It's it, we don't need to make it great again. America is already great. Let's we do a just, fa- let's just do a fast like. No, hold on. We just need to acknowledge what the fuck America actually it's a melting is. Pot. But it doesn't mean that there is no distinct flavors in that melting pot it's the flavors that make the fucking pot great so like at the cookout i would bring a build your own sandwich platted but you know if i'm going to my mom's house yeah i wouldn't i would fuck around with some cranberries like <laughs> shit you could probably fuck around with some cranberries like, i feel like ashley i feel like ashley and would make something different if they were going to your house versus if you were going to her house nah Nah, that's what you gotta understand about her Is she's authentic Like, that's what I look for Is authenticity She gonna make what she feels appropriate For the occasion And maybe that's what you Maybe see. that is a factor though Maybe But You she, play to your audience You always play to your audience that, I mean, that's fair And you know, that's not even like An that's unfair fair. thing to say It's no, just like Not at all You play to your audience If you Like like I said, if I'm going to the cookout, people are going to want to build the sandwiches the way that they want to build them, so I would just have all of the ingredients there. Exactly. And that's a fair way to play, because that way you know nobody will be dissatisfied, because However, you made the However, if I'm going sandwich. to my delegation, they just want to be able to grab a sandwich. Sometimes my delegation can be like that, too. They might be like, he lazy, he, he got us making the sandwiches. <laughs> but, but, who knows? Who knows? I don't know, man. All I know is nobody should get shot while jogging. We we shouldn't just be shooting people for no fucking reason. If somebody doesn't brandish a gun at you, don't brandish a gun at them. And 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 stop stop shooting kids, man. Also, like, acknowledge people as individuals. Acknowledge where they come from, but don't fucking shoot them. Like and don't treat them differently. I'm Just, not even anti-gun. That's the fucked up part, right? We are going to do a damn it on that soon, yeah. by the way. Yeah, we got to do a damn it on policing. We got to do a the damn it, it on one, guns. The damn it one, we definitely... We're going to start with the one on guns. Because I definitely think... Like, we've mentioned that several times now. And we have several different people that we can talk to on it. Look, what y'all don't understand is... These weeklies, they're just the bait. Because we, once we get y'all reeled in... Oh, 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 oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not even gonna tell you because what's coming? Who, you just wait. <laughs> we got we got a little visual. Uh, we got some heat, baby. We got some visual updates coming for you soon. Uh-huh. 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 It's about to get real ignorant in this motherfucker. I hope y'all ready. I hope y'all enjoying this shit. 
I mean, I know I went on my tirade earlier, but it's because somebody needs to tell y'all motherfuckers. Bernie Mac gone. Somebody got to get real with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get it from Steve Harvey or Cedric the Entertainer anymore. <laughs> my man says Steve and Cedric. Oh, yeah. yo, let me tell you about this meme I saw. So yeah. it was, um, uh, the caption was, when your white friend gives you the clearance to say the K word, and it's this big black dude in white oh face, and I'm God. like, yo! Another one I saw, it was, um, it was, uh, Life is from wild. Spider-Man, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, and, uh, Miles Morales was like, so, Peter, how long does it normally take for your, um, for your Spider-Sense to go off? And Peter's like, oh, you know, a Whenever, whenever you're out of danger, and Miles says, "But it never goes off," mm. and then you <laughs> uncomfortably laugh when you realize why. His spider sense alerts him when he's in danger, and it never goes off. Miles Morales is a black kid. Uncomfortable laughter. I can't. Dog. We're trying to make him more aware. Trying. Trying. We'll get there eventually. I have faith. Maybe it's because white I'm American. Friend, or, like, like, white people? Legitimately, talk to your black friends and be like, what have you experienced that you're like, this shit is wild? And listen. Don't judge. Just listen. Just, Just let listen. them talk about it. They... they from my experience, everybody I've asked about it, they it almost feels like relieving for them to like just get it out. I, and even if it's not that, it it'll the more you hear it, I guess the more you'll understand that it's not an exaggeration. It's what not the, an isolated incident. No, it's it's really not. There's a problem in this country, and it still exists regardless of how much we all loved Barack Obama and. There was a lot of us that didn't love Barack Obama. And those people, they feel justified now. You know, they stormed with their tiki torches and they stormed with their N16s. N6, I, I meant M16s. Don't come for me, guys. Like, I'm I'm out here. I'm, I'm flying high. So, <laughs> just... Soar with me while we cruise through this bitch because <laughs> I gotta, I something gotta change, yo. Like something, somebody gotta do something. And these motherfuckers Turn in the face the strange to change Look, I saw the chance to sing Bowie. I'm gonna take it. It was, I mean, that's fair because I was about to pull a Klondike bar out, but. <laughs> I feel like we need to take a little bit of a break. So, let's drop some elevator music. That's true. I got angry last night when I was playing Final Fantasy VII. I still haven't fucking beaten it because I'll, like, lose to a boss and then put it down for a couple of days and then come back, usually beat them on the first try. Well, this time I didn't, and I was like, shit, turns out I didn't learn that skill. I need to go back to the first checkpoint so I can actually learn that skill. And it's like four boss battles ago. And I'm so fucking pissed. So I I put it down last night. Damn. But on the Damn. bright side, 
I got my third Pro Controller in the mail that I've gotten to crack open and try to make into a working functional Pro Controller with the custom faceplate that I have. So a normal Pro Controller is just like a full circle for yeah. where the joysticks are. Right. But I wanted to have uh, the joystick well like a GameCube where you have the compass rose notches. And I'm going to hold this to the microphone so you can actually hear what I mean. <laughs> Things our gamer audience will understand. Plus, it just looks really fucking cool now. It's purple. It's got white grips. I fucked with it. Hey, yo, it, that's that's what you need right now because with all this uncertainty and all this, all this pandemic going on, you know, you gotta find you gotta find joy in something. You know, I hope you all are graduate. finding joy from us here at the flood. Your lifeguards during this dangerous tide. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just, I'm still a little fucked up from earlier because that that, that whole thing just got me, like, it, it's really got me, like, cloudy. My mind is kind of, like, fuzzy. It just, it's crazy to me that shit is still, shit like that is still happening. COVID-19. COVID-19 is not fire. And we gotta talk about it. You know what is fire? What? Australia. Hey. Continue. Unfiltered, unapologetic. <laughs> Just know who you rock it with at all times, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, the rock the boat. don't rock the don't boat. Don't rock the boat. But we here, and what we getting ready to talk about next is really sad to me. Why is it so sad? <laughs> Yo, it's sad because a lot of people are affected in different ways by this whole pandemic going on. We got small business owners who've had to shut their businesses down. We've got employees who are effectively going without pay. My job uh, is paying time and a half right now to entice the people to come back to work. I mean, there are people right now in the state of Maryland who are getting ready to take the unemployment office to court or the state of Maryland to court over the fact that the unemployment phone lines have been bogged down. They're not getting their unemployment checks. People are... It's... It's rough out here. The online right thing I've actually had no problems with since. Like, I just got an email for saying that mine went through. Yeah, my fiance got a letter in the mail that had numbers to call. And do you know that one of the numbers on the list of numbers to call... Okay, so hold on. Let me back up. Let me back up. So, this was a list of numbers for her to call based on the county and the representation for that county, yeah. right? Anne Arundel County was not on that list, first and foremost. Second of all, one of the numbers that was on that list that she attempted to call actually ended up being aligned to a target hotline. That's rough, buddy. Minus two. Yeah. Minus two. <laughs> so Ashley took a hard minus two right there. Yo, that was an official via the U.S. government. That was an official Maryland state government. That was document. an official Maryland state minus two. <laughs> With a phone number directly linked to a target helpline, where they will formally deliver you your minus two. Not your unemployment. Do you want and some other examples, by the way, of minus two, since this will be the only the second time that we have brought it up? I actually, once again, have made a hashtag for minus two. <laughs> My man Keontae comes over to hang out. 
and he has a sealed, a sealed box that got shipped to our old place that was like, that had my name on it. I had no idea what it was, so I got excited. It's a pretty big box, right? I open it up and I see some cardboard and I think it's packing material for some really cool surprise thing, right? Nope, it was a box full of folded up boxes. Minus two. Wow. The trolling is at an epic level. But what I was getting ready to actually mention was the fact that, you know, schools are canceled. You know, a lot of schools are canceled throughout the country. Um, schools out for summer! For COVID. For, for COVID. Schools out for COVID. And some schools are continuing to do the online learning while other schools have completely canceled their uh, entire rest of the season. But a lot of kids were getting ready to graduate high school and college this year, and they won't be able to walk across the stage and get that diploma. That sucks. It's not fair to them at all. You know, they've worked hard up to this point for something that they know might not be certain because... You know, student loan debt is a real thing, and the job saw, crisis is a real thing. I saw a great um, tweet that got trending pretty high was that uh, Obama should do a, like, uh, national commencement speech. Yo, that brings me to my point. Um, iHeartRadio has started a podcast called Commencement, where... <laughs> A bunch of celebrities have gotten together to give commencement speeches <laughs> over an episodic podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck all the way off. <laughs> fuck is wrong with y'all. That is not what these fucking kids want. No. That is not what these kids want. That is not what these people have worked their entire lives for nope. for you motherfuckers to profit off of ad revenue from a podcast congratulating them for happening to graduate in the worst year to possibly be able to graduate yep. on behalf of all the graduates and possibly damaging our chances of getting an iHeart an iHeart radio deal suck my dick from the back <laughs> Shout out to Kim Mero. Long time. Like, Lick that thing. What the fuck is that, my nigga? Like, do you know how bad that shit pisses me off? Like, I'm so tired of COVID-19 related ads. <laughs> A fucking podcast. A fucking podcast, dog. They was like, oh, you know what these... iHeartRadio, who probably has the money, right, to actually pay for scholarships for some of these kids or, like, to help pay off some student loan debt mm -hmm. for some of these people. Nah. They was like, you know what we want? <laughs> More money, my nigga. <laughs> Ayo, The Rock. How about you come congratulate these kids on graduating? I hear he treats everybody like like everybody walks away from interacting with The Rock like he's your best friend. So why wouldn't they want him to congratulate some fucking kids on graduating college, my nigga? Like, like <laughs> come on, man. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I get it. We live in a capitalist society, right? Everything is a fucking commodity. YouTube even made it so that you can commodify your lifestyle, right? Like, mm -hmm. you can literally put yourself... 
put your daily like waking up brushing your teeth and as long as you make some people ha ha and click a thumbs up button <laughs> by the way ha ha and click the thumbs up button <sighs> I get it but a podcast for them graduating because they won't get to walk across the stage this year thanks to the fact that our healthcare system is some bullshit <laughs> maybe we if we was you know investing our money in our healthcare system and not in our military industrial complex but that's just the socialism in me talking and that might get my door kicked in and I don't know if I'm we, not a socialist you're a socialist I don't know if I I mean like it's fucked up cause I feel like I'm bordering on like cringe when I say shit like that and maybe it's cause of the way I said it right but it's like I feel tell like tell me what you really want to do Tell me what you really wanted to do. No, we, it's not time to storm the Bastille yet. <laughs> it's not time to eat the rich yet. They still have time to repent. <laughs> Man, you're giving me flashbacks to Catholic school, dog. If it feels good in, you know it, that's a sin. If it feels good in, you know it, that's a sin. If it feels good in, you know it, and you really want to show it, that's a Me Too moment, and that's a sin. I hope that wasn't cringe. Man, I feel like uh, this episode <laughs> has a very dark tone to it. And maybe that's my fault. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I don't know what to tell y'all. I'm just, I'm in my dark days right now. Shout out to, like, DMX. It's dark. And yeah, I know. Hot. It's <laughs> dead. You see what I mean? Getting on my last fucking nerve. And <laughs> people are dying. And people are dying. Let's not forget That's, that. No, it's not a joke. It's not a conspiracy theory. Don't believe QAnon. Get off of 4chan. Get off of there. Stop it. You don't belong there. You, you do, don't know what you're talking about. 4chan should have gone away in 07. No, it's nothing wrong with 4chan, but guys, let me, let me, let me get you hip to something. Studying something on the internet for two months and going to school for it for six to eight years two completely different kinds of expert <laughs> I want to give you one of my favorite quotes just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true Abraham Lincoln said that just because you watch several YouTube videos on how to build a shed does not make you a carpenter you did not read the government documents you watched a YouTube Spark Notes. You didn't dig through the Library of Congress. The CIA. Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> By the way, the last dance this next upcoming week is going to be the last week of it. Mm, how's it been so far? It's been really good. Um, the director, Jason Ayer, has done a really good thing. It's birthed out uh, many a new meme. Mm. Uh, you just, I mean, hearing some wild Michael Jordan stories are like, yeah, they're great. I mean, what can, I mean, like, like, wild we basketball always heard, stories are always, we great. always heard that Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face, but now we know why he punched ah. Steve Kerr in the face. And it honestly had nothing to do with Steve Kerr. Damn. He was just pissed off at um, Phil Jackson, who apparently was having Steve Kerr guard MJ, and MJ was offended because he had fucking white boy Steve Kerr on him. I mean, this is the same nigga that... And, and, like, he just took it out, and, and he punched Steve in the face, 
And he, he was it. like, he called Steve like later that night. He's like, look, man, I'm sorry. It wasn't you. And then Steve on the interview was like, yeah, we were good. We were, we were able to cruise from there. But yeah, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's like a different animal when it comes to competition. Oh, However, yeah, nigga, they, this is the same dude that said fuck them kids when it came to like a charity basketball game. Like we he, had the uh, the GM of the Rockets come out and he was like, "Look, LeBron James is the greatest player to ever touch the basketball. He's the the strongest, most athletic. He knows what he's doing more than anybody else." But but just saying he's the greatest disrespects Michael so much because. 30 years ago, if he had the same ability that LeBron had, like Michael would probably work just as hard. It's just, it happened to be the era that LeBron played in the era that he did, and as a result, is he's an overall better basketball player, even though Jordan is Mm. the greatest to ever do it. Mm. So you think that Jordan would if, if given you put the a team ability... of five Michael Jordans versus five LeBron James, I think the five LeBron James win. Ooh, ooh, hot take, because I was going to say, so you think Jordan has the ability to adapt to the era that he's in? Yes, like if but if dropped... I need one last shot made, or I need to go on a 10-0 run, I want MJ to be the one that, do, that does it. However, if I need somebody in the game for 41 minutes of the totality of the game to make sure my team functions correctly, I want LeBron. So, you think... Let me get this straight. Let me... You think LeBron is the better commander, but Michael is the better warrior. I think LeBron is the better player. I think Michael is another animal entirely. But the thing is, like, Jordan is so competitive that he could, like, take over a game single-handedly. And eventually he learned to really trust his teammates. But there are teammates that play with LeBron and they just become some somebody but way think- beyond their standards before. I think he's probably better at uplifting his team. And that's Whereas I think what would Jordan make... is better at becoming the team. Yeah, and I think that's what actually would make LeBron and MJ incredible teammates. Mm. I would think they would be incredible teammates. You don't think they would butt heads at all? No, I don't think so. Because I think LeBron would respect that MJ would respect MJ's skill and his drive to win, and LeBron knows how to win. And he's a much better facilitator. Like, LeBron as a passer is absurd. You should look up some of LeBron James' passing highlights, and they are absurd. He would have a field day setting up MJ. Mm. Mm. In his 17th year, he's leading the league in assists as a forward. And I was going to say, that says a lot about the so-called best basketball player of all time is the fact that, you know, because, like, they used to say Kobe was a ball hog. Jordan was a ball hog. Magic was a ball hog. Kareem was a ball hog. AI was a ball hog. Sometimes you just need somebody to carry you. And, you know, LeBron can carry you, like, really I mean, far. Like, if you said about a good wingman. You though, have to remember, right? like, like, the fourth quarter, people are, like, always in the clutch. Always yeah. in the clutch. Yeah. Well, if you don't have somebody in the first three quarters that keeps you in the game... 
then what does coming in the clutch really mean? Yeah, because you're never going to have that. Like, you'll never be in the position to come in in the clutch. You'll be throwing your garbage time players in. Like I said, being a wingman is underestimated, you know. So, I wouldn't even say LeBron is a wingman. I'd say he's he's somebody who is able to uh, humble himself. Not really humble, but he knows what he wants is to win. But he chooses to do it using his teammates because he understands more so that he is a part of a team where MJ, like you said, knew he could become the team. And I think having those two, if they were teammates because of that, LeBron would know his best way to win would be to, when he needs to, let MJ be the team. Interesting. <laughs> LeBron has given up the last shot before. And sometimes for a good reason. Because the other person just has a better shot. I mean, it takes a different kind of athlete to recognize that. That's, that's fair. The 2016 finals, the Kyrie shot, LeBron told Ty Lu to give Kyrie the last shot. Because Kyrie was going to be the one with the best chance to get a shot. Like I said, the commander. Le- <laughs> LeBron is getting out there, and he's quarterback in the team. Like, we can win he, the game with right. LeBron. I can win the game with MJ. Yeah. It, that's, that's fair. I, I don't think anybody would argue with that, obviously. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, like, who's the greatest of all time, or who's the best player of all time? And, I mean, like, the way you just phrase these arguments, they can be totally different. But... I feel like, A, no matter which side you're on, you should just put the other one, number two. If you're not, you're just being spiteful because of the argument between the one and the two. And what if your number one is Allen Iverson? Well, then you're on drugs. I will say that since you said Allen Iverson, it was really funny. They once did a uh, TNT inside the NBA people, so it was like, at the time, it was like Steve Kerr, Kevin McHale, Charles Barkley... And they did like a fantasy draft, and Alan I or, and uh, Chuck thought it was just people currently in the NBA. So in the all-time fantasy draft, his first pick was Alan Iverson. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if they gave AI, they a gave chance, him shit the rest of the night. If it, if they gave AI a chance, you know, AI play. was a number one overall draft pick. Exactly. And the nigga knew how. And to he got the Jordan cross up to bring it back. And he changed the game. He changed the game in in some strange ways, too. Like, ways you wouldn't expect. Like, AI is what brought, you know, like, a unique sense of fashion. Nobody would would be dead caught walking into a stadium like AI anymore. Those baggy-ass shorts. The baggy-ass shirts and shit. But I mean, like, the Hold on, hold on. But that's got, like, nothing on some of the shit that these niggas in the NBA be wearing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, but, like, nobody would be caught dead walking into a stadium like AI yeah, I mean, no. Nah, like, what are we talking about? That's a whole different era, though. Like, what are we it, talking about? You, fashion? Yo. We're talking about <laughs> fashion. Son, but you talking about an era, though. That era is, like, done. Like, you talking about the era, like, fucking <laughs> in tall tees and fucking baggy. Fubu. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How? Fubu, hey, hey, no, question no, for you. Question, legit. question, question. Like, What's with your delegation's weird attachment to Tommy Hilfiger? It's not just Tommy Hilfiger, yo. It's just... 
it's the aesthetic, yo. I can't explain it. Like, because we shouldn't be attached to none of these brands because all of these brands is fucking terrible as far as, like, the actual, like, culture is concerned. <laughs> hey, hey, right. look, leave, leave my, leave my Calvin Klein jacket alone. Hey, hey but nothing's wrong with this shit. I got it as a Christmas present. Every- it's like the only name brand thing that I own. Everything is fucked up. Like, at the end no, of the No, never mind. Day- I just said I'm getting a pair of J's in the mail. Never mind. Like I said, everything is fucked up. Like, there's, there's nothing I can... There's nothing you can legitimately hate on without, like, hating on the thing that made you, like, get to that point. Like, even your smartphone. Like, yeah. we all have smartphones that were manufactured by somebody being paid, like, dollar and 20 cents an hour. I don't know how much my J's cost to produce. I know they were a lot cheaper to make than what I bought them for. But, you know, sometimes ignorance is bliss. American. <laughs> American appetite. There are certain things we should not be ignorant to, which is why you all tune in to the blood. That's right, because we bring to your attention the things that you may not have been aware of that you needed to be paying attention to. Because we hate ourselves and dive into all of that. Exactly. And we need somebody to yell at about it. So I thank you guys for enjoying it. They like to say that listeners of podcasts kind of get therapy from listening. No, we definitely get therapy from just yelling into the the ether. You know, we got all this knowledge and we're just trying to help spread it about, you know. Um, Do you guys think I could do stand-up? Do you think Doc and I should do (laughs) stand-up? We could hit up an open mic night one night. If you guys would come see us, I mean, let us know what you think. Tell us what you guys want to hear more of. Tell we us think what you guys funny. like about the podcast. Let us know what you don't like about the podcast. Help us help you. We have actually, <laughs> uh, you know, like to give it a real throwback, we have a little bit of an Abbott and Costello vibe. I feel that. I was thinking that too. It's kind of an odd couple thing kind of going on here. I'm yeah. not really mad at it though. Like, it, it's, I feel like that's what. That's what this country needs, right? Because that's a lot of what's going on right now. It's a odd couple, his way, my way kind of thing. And I'm not used to the way the new people who moved in up the street. It's new, so it's scary. Yeah. They listen to music late in the afternoon, and I like to take my naps around that time. Oh, when I lived in Lansdowne, we had a guy (laughs) uh, who lived next to us, and we we nicknamed him Muscle Bro. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, it was a cool dude, but it was crazy, because at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, and we live in a, it was a fucking cracker box with, like, mice and shit like that. Like, it was a, Ooh. it was a piece of shit row home in Lansdowne, Baltimore. Uh, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, I love the spot, and, like, it, it, I realized I definitely lived in the ghetto. Nothing bad happened, but it was strange. Yeah. Yeah, you you see some odd things. things it's not. That you wouldn't it's not see like in... if you don't if you don't mess with anybody, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. And like there was a there was a thank um, you. a neighborhood not... or not a neighborhood. One of our neighbors had spray painted on his fence, uh, "No trespassers. Trespassers will be shot." You know what I didn't do? Trespass, and it was fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and just just don't do anything dumb and you'll be fine but anyway muscle bro would just like blast trap and dubstep beats at like two or three in the morning and we can we can feel them on our wall what the fuck it was great because we were up at all hours of the night and loud all the time so we were just Uh, like oh nope we're good hey muscle bro's at it again (laughs) that's that's great 
That's great. Yo, my neighbors are pretty quiet. I mean, I rarely see them, to be completely honest with you. They probably think I'm wild. They can probably hear everything that goes on over here. Um, <laughs> there was a rat that lived underneath our deck that was fucking the size of a cat. We called it the Mega Raticate. <laughs> Hilarious. It's like you just like when it moved around, you could feel feel it underneath the floorboards when we were outside smoking a cigarette. Like it was. Yeah, I, cur- I currently think I have a squirrel problem going on in my attic, but I haven't got up there yet. I'm, I'm probably not going to get up there for a while. I've got other shit going on. I could care less about the squirrels in my attic. Real deep throwback. You know what one of my favorite video games was? Ooh. Conker's Bad Fur Day, Re- Live and Reloaded, yep. where you would do the Normandy storm-, storm the Beach level. Yeah. That was so hype. Yo, they had like this two-player shit, this 1v1 shit, where like, you could play as squirrels or the teddy bears and let me say that this shit that shit man it blow call of duty out of the water i'm just <laughs> look if you know you know that's all i'm saying uh, i know there was one game that you wanted to talk about the trailer for grand theft auto 6 who did you was watch released. that joint? did you watch that i watched i watched uh, a trailer and it looks like a beautiful game we'll tweet out the trailer later on our uh, twitter that joint looking tough. I was wondering how they was gonna top the last one because you know Grand Theft Auto Five. That was that was different. I really need that to play the Grand Theft Autos. Yeah. Um, you I, haven't played Grand. I mean, what? I've played Grand Theft Auto. Like you know, right. let's try to get right. five stars. But <laughs> I haven't like really played Grand Theft Auto. I mean, the storyline for this one, I, I don't know. I've heard it's great. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was different. It was a different approach. Like the storyline to... has to be good. For the game, especially to get for to, Grand Theft Auto, to like, get through all every generation of PlayStation, yeah. to now, when a lot of the people like the reason the game got so like hated on was because of the let's try to get five stars. Yeah, and they really went. I don't know, like Rockstar really put like they foot in it this time, and like they, I feel like they did something that was kind of like groundbreaking in a in. In a genuine kind of way, like I know that word gets thrown around a lot. Oh no, they advertising. Grand Theft Auto like, Three is one of the most influential games of all time. I mean, but this one, Grand Theft Auto Five, I feel like really changed the dynamic of what sandbox games could Grand be. Grand Theft Auto Three is the first major 3D yeah. sandbox game. Yeah, and that was groundbreaking. No, yep, yeah, no. So Agreed. like, and they did with it again Grand with Theft Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, all right, so starting with San Andreas, where they branch out, like, beyond the cities, and you can see, like, other aspects of the world, and then Grand Theft Auto V, where, you know, you have three main different characters and three different backgrounds, yeah. and then I watched the trailer for six where they bring in, like, the oil rigs and everything. I have a Does It Float. Grand Theft Auto is the video game equivalent of The Wire. Explain yourself. <laughs> so, with Franklin, you get... The street level aspect. With Michael. So wait, get, do you mean Grand Theft Auto Five specifically? It's evolving into the wire as a franchise. Okay. So we'll use we'll start with San Andreas, then branching out into the geography and other different aspects. Well three. Where you just have all the different storylines that interconnect with different businesses. Yeah. San and Vice City, they just, you know, threw a theme on there. I mean like fuck CJ but San Andreas they really 
branched out in the geography. You have different three different cities with each with a distinct feel. You can cover farm. And then in five, you have Franklin, who's the street level, Michael, who's like the, the top level, and then you have Travis, the meth head. Trevor. Trevor, the meth head. Yeah. And... Yeah. You know, this next game, if they, you know, keep branching out even beyond it that... It looks like... Like, it, it, you're gonna have side quests that cross through so many different aspects yo, of but that's American what, life that it's it's basically, like, just like Lester Freeman said, you follow the drugs, you get drug dealers. You follow the money, you have no idea where you're yeah, gonna end up. Yeah, yeah. That's what looks crazy about this next one, man, because, I don't know, it looks like they're going back to Vice City. So, does but, it float? Oh, your hmm. Grant that thought it was the video game equivalent of The Wire. I see where you're coming from. I don't know if you provided enough evidence for your argument, though. Well, like, think of, just think about... The, is the main character of the game the person you're playing, or is it the city you're playing in? Mm, okay. So you're... Okay. So your argument is that the wire was more about the city than it was the actual like. Oh, absolutely! That's the whole point of the wire. Yeah, no, I get you. So you're saying Grand Theft Auto is more about like the underbelly of the city that it's and how a city functions through its people, where the wire is more about how institutions help build and show the development of. An American city. I feel like Grand Theft Auto is more about how people in different spheres can shape the fabric and feel of an American city. Really? Damn. You really feel like Grand Theft Auto get that deep, huh? Like, I get how you could form that idea playing the game over time. Just because it's dirty doesn't mean it's not deep. I like that. I like that. But, I mean, I guess if we're to assume that Rockstar is trying to Like, we're to living in a world that appreciates authenticity, but when authenticity becomes something that's muddy and dirty, like, and then we... I mean, we of course... Villainize it. Of course The Wire was trying to say something, but does does Grand, is Grand Theft Auto trying to say something about the seedy underbelly of the cities that it's portraying? It's like, also, I mean, not only that, but, like, with Grand Theft Auto V, like, Life Invader. Like, it's a parody. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Grand Theft, Auto, Grand Theft Auto V was totally a parody of, like, modern life style as it is. Like, down from the street aesthetic. Like, like from the, the equivalent Franklin, of Mark Zuckerberg. I think he got murdered right. on stage. Yeah. Like, from the Franklin aesthetic to the Michael aesthetic to the Trevor aesthetic. They parodied and satirized every aspect of modern like seedy modern American life yeah like yeah like modern American life from all aspects from you know the person whose family is living check to check like Franklin to someone like Michael who has more money than he can bother to spend right then he and he just got, like, like Michael out. is almost just kind of like an allegory for like a midlife crisis like he has all of this shit and he's just like fuck it let's get back into it with this guy Franklin again yep yep I want to take this kid under my wing because I feel like I need some excitement in my life and, and you know what happens with people like that they eventually run for president 
put it right below. It's a flood. It's a flood. It's well, flooding. Get away. What's that mean? Get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. We have been your lifeguard. This has been another episode of The Flood. I'm Doc. And this is Ziggy. And remember, remember, none of this is normal. Wait, why can't we talk about (laughs) black stuff?